We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. How are you? I hope you've had a great week since we um, touched base on the air. Obviously, this is the Influencers Channel, and I take great pride in trying to dive deeper into that concept of how we connect at the highest levels, and that at the end of the day, the life that we live is really about relationship selling. It's about direct sales. You've heard me say it, and I'll say it so many times, that the definition of sales is the transference of trust, that we love to do business with winners. We love to do business with those whom we respect and admire and are intrigued by and fascinated by. And so this entire show today is dedicated to just the concept of networking. And it's not so much about who you know, it's about who knows you. It's about the law of attraction, which is defined as we attract what we believe we deserve in personal relationships and friendships, uh, being recruited or drafted by the right sports team. And it especially holds true in the world of business, our professional relationships matter. You've heard me say we become the average of the five people we associate with the most, which means we must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary human beings. My three guests today are going to focus in on those uh, underlying themes that drive our personality, that drive our personal relationships, that drive our professional relationships at the highest level. And so really it's about networking. And I have four beautiful children. And at, at some point in my life, I realized, <clears throat> excuse me, that the counsel I've given to my son and my three daughters is perhaps obsolete. You know, it's the old school, you know, if you want to catch a certain kind of fish, you got to fish in that specific pond where those fish live. You know, the country song says you're looking for love in all the wrong places. So in my old age now, my advice to anyone out there listening who is single is to focus in and appreciate the positive results from an arranged marriage. I told my son, you will marry who I choose. He said, no. I told him she is Bill Gates' daughter. He said, yes. I called Bill Gates and said, I want your daughter to marry my son. He said, no. I told Bill Gates, my son is the CEO of the World Bank. He said, okay. I called the president of the World Bank and asked him to make my son the CEO. He said, no. I told him my son is Bill Gates' son-in-law. He said, okay. And they will live happily ever after. Think about it. Think about it. If we can take that much pride in connecting the dots, then suddenly the idea of we're six degrees of separation away from those whom we need to to meet boils down to maybe two degrees of separation. 
And it's always based on how we treat each other, how we treat people. So they leave us saying, I like me best when I'm with you. I want to see you again. Again, my three guests today are friends whom I trust, whom I love in every sense of that word because of the way they treat people, especially those who can't necessarily do anything for them. Reminds me of a great story. An arrogant businessman had been in the hospital for days, bossing the nurses around like his employees, who finally decided they would not check on him ever again. So the head nurse came to the rescue, walked in his room, and told him she needed an accurate temperature. When he grunted and opened his mouth, she told him to roll over. After she inserted the thermometer, she left and did not close the door. For 30 minutes, people walked by giggling at the man on his stomach. Finally, the doctor arrived and asked, what's going on here? Angrily, the man answered, what's the matter, doc? Haven't you ever seen someone having their temperature taken? Yes, said the doctor, but never with a carnation. We need to treat people as we want to be treated. And when we understand that fundamental truth, networking becomes an amazing opportunity. And networking at the highest levels takes ourselves as a human being to the highest level possible. Why? Because we attract what we believe we deserve. And because we know we become the average of the five people we associate with the most, we deserve to associate with extraordinary human beings. And in order to attract an extraordinary human being, we must first be an extraordinary human being which obviously translates into becoming a hit songwriter, a multi-gajillionaire in the world of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial relationship direct selling, and especially managing our lives and bringing that balance to our work life, which is going to be discussed by our last guest. I want to break protocol and I want to just go to our first commercial break right now to let you think about what I've just talked about and maybe rekindle that chuckle, that laugh I gave you into uh, somewhat amusing stories or jokes. Let's go to a break. This is Dan Clark on voiceamerica.com, Influencers Channel, and we'll be back with my first guest, Liz Rose, who's a Grammy Award-winning songwriter and now a recording artist. We will not only talk about her partnership with Taylor Swift and how she helped launch her career. But I can't wait for you to hear a song from her new record, her solo album called Swimming Alone. Dan Clark will be back in a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? 
live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. You know, as I was sharing at the onset of the show, setting the the stage, setting the table for this amazing mental, emotional meal that you're about to partake of, of which you're about to partake, I guess I should be grammatically correct, so you know that seventh grade was not my senior year, I need to take this moment to set up all three of my guests based on what we just said, networking at the highest levels. In order for us to network at the highest levels, we must think differently at the highest levels. I was privileged to be the cover story of Thought Masters magazine with my dear friend as the editor and uh, actually the interviewer of me for that article, long article, Thought Masters magazine, Betsy Westmeyer. And as she was asking me the questions about my book, The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success, which is obviously the title of this show on the Influencers Channel, it allowed me to just talk momentarily about a couple of the 12 highest universal laws. And law number one is practice obedience beyond free will agency. When you talk to parents about teaching their children to obey, most parents think that obedience is controlling behavior, and it's exactly opposite of that. The highest law of the universe is obedience, and our entire universe has been organized and is currently governed by this specific set of laws. And when we obey a specific law, we re- we reap a specific reward. It's universal uh knowledge and it's the way the plan is set up. When we obey a specific rule, a specific law, we reap a specific reward attached to that specific law. 
when we disobey a specific law, we suffer a specific consequence attached to that specific law. Once we understand that obedience is the highest law of the universe, then we understand that we were given our free will agency to test our obedience, to choose one or the other, to be enticed by the left or the right. And because our free will agency would get us in trouble when we did not choose to do the right thing, when we did not choose to obey, we were given what is called a conscience, an inherent ability to discern truth from error, right from wrong. We inherently understand when we're doing something good and when we're doing something bad. If you don't believe me, ask a teenager. If you had you for a child, would you be nervous? And they always get that sheepish look on their face like, whoa, man, I wouldn't even be, you know, I would have been grounded since I was DNA. I wouldn't even let me go out. So because every person on our planet was given a conscience, our conscience will never fail us. Only our desire to follow it decreases as we continue to do the wrong thing. You've heard me talk about this before, but it's so critically important that we understand the significance of getting in touch with our soul, understanding the promptings that come to us, the the thoughts that we must take action on that are coming from a different source. And when we are in tune with our souls, when we are in tune with ourselves, suddenly we start thinking differently. We start thinking at a higher level. We become a thought master. And through the law of attraction, we attract what we believe we deserve. We attract thought masters and bigger thinkers into our lives, which means automatically through our relationships, personally and professionally, we redefine what's possible. We make winning personal, and we make leadership automatic. So in my 12 laws, one of the laws that I want to just push forward today that sets up the entire conversation with my three guests is law number two, practice perseverance instead of patience. We've all been taught that patience is a virtue. Not always, my friend, not always. Patience allows us to never begin. Patience allows us to to believe that this is the, the hand I've been dealt. This is the cross I must bear. We mindlessly wait our turn waiting for something to happen because we believe it was meant to be. No, no, no. Obsolete limiting belief thinking. We need the higher law, a higher way of thinking called perseverance. Perseverance is patience with a purpose where we proactively take our turn because we know why we should. Those are those who, who, who exercise perseverance understand that it's not good things will come to those who wait. It's about proactively reaching out to those individuals in our world who you know can help you because you're willing to help them first. Bottom line, wealth flows through you, not to you, which means you can get anything in this life that you want if you're just willing to help enough other people get what they want. And when we start thinking about the significance of networking at the highest levels, and we enter into that conversation with a famous Bernie Dorman quote, who's the founder and CEO of CEO Space, Every time I meet Bernie, and I'm going to have him on the show, every time I watch him or listen in on a conversation, he always begins his conversation by saying, how may I serve you? 
And then he asks about the person, not about the performance, not about what they do, but why they do it. So my first guest is a returning guest. And <laughs> through the grace of God, I hope she, 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 she decides to be on my show as many times as she can fit me into her busy schedule. Because of all the human beings I've met on this planet, and you know I'm pretty flowery in my, in my introductions of all my guests, of all my friends. But Liz Rose, she is exactly the same off stage as she is on stage. She's exactly the same in her home with her shoes off, kicking back in a sofa as, an, as a creative genius coming up with some of the greatest songs some of the greatest poetic, lyrical poetry that you can even imagine that has deep meaning. But she's exactly the same in a a grocery store, in a California uh, pizza kitchen. I love this woman because of the influence that she's had in my life, in my family's life. But as an outsider looking in, watching the influence that her songs have on changing the mindset and the attitude and the emotion of the people who listen. So I want to bring on a great legend, and she is a living legend, living in uh, Texas and Nashville because of the success she's had in all of her songwriting. I wish I could afford two homes, Elizabeth. I can't believe that. (laughs) But let me just quickly uh, bring listeners, our new listeners, up to speed. Liz Rose is a Grammy Award-winning songwriter, 2007 CSAC Nashville Songwriter of the Year and founder of music publishing company Liz Rose Music. Most recently, her song Girl Crush, can't get it out of my mind, performed by Little Big Town, won Song of the Year at the Country Music Association Awards and won the Grammy for Best Country Song. And these accolades aren't surprising to Liz. They've happened since she started writing songs back in the day. Rose was a frequent collaborator of Taylor Swift's having co-penned 16 songs together, including the number one crossover hits, Teardrops on My Guitar, one of my favorites as an old guy, You Belong With Me, which won the 2010 BMI Award for Song of the Year, Tim McGraw, which is really the one that put Taylor Swift first on the charts and first in our in our hearts, and White Horse, which won the 2010 Grammy Award for Best Country Song. Rose was also the recipient of the 2012 ACM Award for Song of the Year in honor of Eli Young Band's Crazy Girl. And Rose has also penned songs for many other artists, including Tim McGraw, Dan and Shay, Allison Krauss, Blake Shelton, Leanne Womack, Chris Young, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood. And the list goes on and on of those key superstar artists who are in line waiting to co-write a song with the amazing Liz Rose. I could go on and on, but we got to talk, Liz. Welcome back. How the heck are you? Hey, how are you? I could just sit here and listen to you all day. That's awesome. You're so funny. <laughs> if I could just put your bio to some, you know, to a melody, it would be a hit song. You know, it'd be oh, one of those wow. six and a half minute, you know, ballads. But you know, we all liked Inagata Davida back in the day. <laughs> so talk. How are you? I am so good. It's so wonderful to have you back on the show. I have had such an amazing response. Let's cut right to the right to the talk. Because Taylor Swift has become this international superstar, because I have taken my daughters to her concerts many times to watch what she says in between her songs, to watch how she interacts with her fans, to watch 
and listen to the lyrics and the melodies that you have had such an influence on. The thing that I want you to talk to us about, Liz, is that when she was this young girl, I want you to talk about how old she was, how the connection was made. But obviously, we are, we are the product of our environment. We are the product of those who help tutor us, especially when we're in those moldable ages where minds, mindsets can be set. And the, the reputation after all these years uh, of Taylor Swift is that she still remembers where she came from, that she's still just a classy, character-based human being. And I want the listeners to know that you had a major influence in helping to mold this young woman into the superstar she is today. So will you just take us back and talk about how you first met Taylor Swift, how you got involved, talk about writing that first hit, and, and anything else you want to teach us? Well, I mean, Taylor was always a, an old soul. I mean, from, you know, she was, even when she was young, and, and she had such a great uh, vision of what she wanted to do and the kind of person she wanted to be and the kind of uh, example she wanted to set. She knew that at 14. Um, and, and, you know, she had such a great um, support uh, uh, base from her parents. And, um, you know, her, her deal was always, you know, um, creativity, work ethic, business mind, you know, and the truth. But always write the truth. So I learned a lot from her was uh, don't, go, don't go so hard by the rules, but, you know, go by your heart and write your heart and your feelings and, and peop- it will resonate with people. Um, so... I think we learned a lot from each other back then. <laughs> wow. So how, did, um, how, how were you introduced to her? I was playing a, a writer's round and she heard, uh, I, had been, I had been asked earlier by the label, uh, Leslie Roberts, she's at BMI now, had asked me to um, write with Taylor and she was trying to set it up. And then I played a writer's round and Taylor was there and heard a couple of my songs and from those songs, she asked me if I would write with her when she wow. was, you know, 14, barely 14, I guess. And we just hit it off. You know, we started writing and, and we, you know, I was letting her write her songs. I was helping her write her songs. Um, I stayed out of the way and I listened to her and we, we, we wrote it the way she wanted to say it, and, which resonated with her age group, you know, and her fans. And, and that's, um, and that's you know. what she says in her concerts between her songs that she's so gracious in thanking her fans to allow her to be their voice of a generation. And I, I that's exactly what Absolutely. you're saying, right? Wow. Absolutely. So what was your first experience like? What song did you write first? I mean, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a wannabe songwriter and I tell everybody I've written hundreds and hundreds of songs that are so pathetic. I wouldn't even share them with my own mother. So was 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 well, your first attempt a first hit, song, or did you have to work? I on remember it? the first song you wrote. It was called "Nevermind," and I literally walked out of the room and thought I didn't even need to be there. She was so fast, and she's so sure and so talented that um, I kind of was like, "Oh, okay. Um, I hope I did something there." No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's literally I. I, I I remember that. And and what was the first hit that you had together? I guess it was Tim McGraw. 
and and I don't even think Tim McGraw originally was going to be on the record. Wow. Um, I think she played it for Scott live, and he heard it and said, "Why are we not cutting that?" And then, um, and then it turned out to be the first single. And how long was it on the charts before it really caught on and started to and started to climb? Do you know? Wow, you know, I have no idea. I I don't pay any attention to those chart things. That's good. Um, That's probably why you're the way you are. I mean, that was a long time ago, too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I think it did pretty. I think it did pretty well. I mean, I think it, it. You know, she got out there and did a radio tour and. And it caught on, and um, I think it did pretty well. What is your I don't favorite? Think it took forever. No, no. What is your favorite song that you uh, co-wrote with Taylor? Oh, that's tough. Because um, I have so many. Um, I have. There's one called "Cold as You," and I, I think I can't remember. I think it was on Fearless, maybe. Still love that. I, probably my favorite is All Too Well. And why is it? Teach us. Why, what, just, what makes that I, your favorite? I, I just remember the emotion that went into it. I love the descriptives in it. I love the story. I love how, I love how we told the story, but she was so emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so it's probably one of my favorites. And White Horse. I, I, I love White Horse. Absolutely. That's a song for all generations. So as a as a hit songwriter, if 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 there are wannabe dreamer songwriters listening in, which there are, what what one or two pieces of advice would you give to a songwriter who's uh, just starting out? Well, I would say find your own voice, tell your own story, um, learn learn from your peers. Uh, learn from the bigger songs and the bigger writers, but but find find your own sound and and like I say, tell your own story and tell your own truth. Um, because chances are, if it happened to you, it's happened to someone, and that the truth resonates with people. And don't be afraid to be a little different. You know, Taylor was never afraid to step out of the box a little bit. Yes. Did you do you have a commentary on her going from? country to pop there was kind of a, an unraveling of her supposed unraveling of her fan base on the countryside but i don't see it and i have never no, really I documented think, that i don't think she lost anybody she and that's because anybody. she's the she truth gained fans yeah and I, I that's think because she's a the taylor truth. swift fan always I, I i can't imagine any reason you would um not continue to be a taylor swift fan i it, because her her heart and her emotion and her truth and her lyrics and her songs didn't change. Just Absolutely. a couple of instruments and maybe a melody. That's the you know, the melody and the the, the instruments, but but not her soul and not the the truth in her songwriting didn't change. Yeah, that's so true. I think she grew with her fans. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the Taylor Swift song that we're going to hear in a moment. How did you write this song? What is it called? And and what's the, the what's the what's the story behind it? What's the Bluebird story behind it? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, you belong with me was maybe one of the last 
songs she wrote for that record. And I, she literally called me on a Saturday and said, I'm cutting on Monday. Can you write tomorrow? Wow. And we wrote it on Sunday, and she cut it on Monday. Oh my and gosh. Uh, she heard the melody. She heard the feel of it. I think when we were writing it, um, she came in with a story about a friend of hers, and uh, the rest was history. And I always think it's funny um, when she says uh, on a typical Tuesday night, and I remember going, when we were writing it, I was like, ah, a typical Friday night. And she goes, no, that's so typical. Everybody would say that. Let's say typical Tuesday night. <laughs> I always love that. She's just, you know, so good. And then it went, then it went pop, and that was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, which validates what everybody really wanted to know. Yeah, Taylor is Taylor. She speaks and sings and writes the truth with your help, and therefore it doesn't matter what the instruments are, and it doesn't matter the, the beat. Well, she's an artist. I mean, she's a true artist and a true songwriter. Yes, yes. And, and always has been. It wasn't, you know, she, she, she started out, you know, writing songs. Yes. What was her background? As a 14-year-old, she comes to Nashville and meets you. But what did she do before that? How did she, how did she cut her teeth singing or performing? You know, I don't know a ton about that. I think she was, uh, I think she'd been singing uh, where they lived, anywhere anybody would let her. I think she came to, Na- I mean, I, I was told she came to Nashville at like 12 and sang, had a karaoke tape. And was walking wow. into labels at like 11 or 12 and said, hi, I'm Taylor. And I think she figured out she had to go home and write her own song. So she went home and wrote her own songs. Wow. I mean, that song, The Outside, she wrote when she was 12 by herself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, we're, uh, we're listening to the famous, the incredible Liz Rose Grammy Award winning songwriter, recording artist. And let's hear... The famous, the amazing hit song that she co-wrote with Taylor Swift, You Belong to Me, and we'll come right back with Liz Rose, Don't Go Anywhere, You Belong to Me. This is Dan Clark, the Influencers Channel on voiceamerica.com, and you are in for a great musical treat. You're on the phone with your girlfriend, she's upset, she's going off about something that you said, cause she doesn't get your humor like I do. I'm in the room, it's a typical Tuesday night, I'm listening to the kind of music she doesn't like, and she'll never know your story like Looking for has been here the whole time If you could see that I'm the one who understands you Been here all along so why can't you see You belong with me You belong with me Walk in the streets with you and your worn out jeans I can't help thinking this is how it ought to be on a park bench thinking to myself hey isn't this easy and you've got 
Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. My guest is Liz Rose, Grammy Award-winning songwriter and now recording artist. Don't go anywhere. She's co-written 16 hits with Taylor Swift. The last song you just heard was You Belong to Me. We're going to commercial break, coming back to hear about Liz's personal and uh, solo recording project, One of my favorite new CDs, one of my favorite new albums of all time called Swimming Alone. Let's go to commercial break and don't go anywhere. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. Our guest is Liz Rose, Grammy Award-winning songwriter and now recording artist. I always like to kind of pat myself on the back to make you and other songwriters smile that that guitar <laughs> interlude coming in was me trying to shred like kind of Eddie Van Halen back in 1983 when I could actually play a little bit. I bring that up because there's only 12 notes in music, and if you write the song in English, there's only 26 letters in the alphabet, and yet you are a hit songwriter full of so much passion, creativity, and imagination. It's like everybody in the world wants to write with you, and your, your writing pencil and pen turns them into gold. Liz Rose, talk to me about what took you so long to come up with your own solo project now called Swimming Alone, available on iTunes. Um, well, I think it was just having the nerve to finally write the songs down because it is totally my life what, a long time ago. And, and I think you get it to a point in life where you, um, you just don't w- worry about uh, what, you, what people think, you know? You yes, ma'am. You get to a point where you um, don't mind just telling the truth and telling your story. So I just wanted to write my story down and um, yeah. So um, and then I you know, wanted to be a big enough songwriter that it mattered you know, that I could really have the nerve to go, okay, here's, here's my record. <laughs> Since I'm not you know, the best singer in the world but um, it's really been fun. It's really been fun. I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed getting those stories out. I kept I kept hearing, you know, titles and stories of, of things of when I grew up, and I just decided to start writing them. And when I tried to write them with people about somebody else or about something else and try and make it pitchable, I just couldn't do it because they were my stories. Yeah, wow. So that's how we did it. It took about a year and a half to write them and about a year to record them, and here they are. Okay, so the title single, Swimming Alone, tell us about that title that's so intriguing to me, especially trying to connect the dots with everything you've been teaching us as you've interacted with Taylor Swift and telling the truth and being you and finding your own voice. What does Swimming Alone mean to you, and how did you write this song? Well, I'm the youngest of six kids, and so they're they're all like a year and a half, two years apart, and then there's five years between the youngest boy and myself. 
So I kind of got raised as an only child. Um, they were all pretty big and doing their own thing, and I was always wandering around looking for somebody to pay attention to me. And so my whole life, my mom has told this story about how when I was about two, they couldn't find me, and she found me out in the backyard in the pool swimming alone. And um, I'm sure I had wow. one of the little plastic inner tubes on, but, you know, <laughs> I was just, I, you know, and who knows if it was, you know, how how family stories get told and they keep getting told. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my I parents. I remembered that story. And then about four years ago, maybe three years ago, when I started writing a record, I had, I had told my daughter, Caitlin, who's a singer-songwriter, that I had an idea called Swimming Alone. And uh, she was like, oh, that's a good title. Maybe we should write it or you should write it. So it was Mother's Day and I was living in Dallas. And I hadn't heard from any of the kids and it was like 1230 or 1. And uh, Caitlin called finally about 1.30 and she said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just out in the backyard. I'm out in the pool, just, you know, floating around, swimming alone. And she went, Mom you have to write that song. Maybe you should start it today. Oh, my and gosh. so it kind of went from being a two-year-old to being a mom. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, yeah, and that's, that. I, I started writing it that day. And, and my brother become- helped me. He was there, and then we took it to Lori McKenna, and, and uh, she put the melody to it. Did that become the anchor for writing the rest of the songs on this project then? Yeah, it was. It was. We wrote, I wrote that, and then we wrote Tulsa, um, which was another, you know, one of my crazy stories. And then I think Woodstock came next. So it was mm. really fun. And My Apology is probably my favorite on there, and it was the last song we wrote. Um, and I knew that I was done, and I had written down everything I wanted to say. Wow. So how do listeners find you on iTunes? How can they download it before we actually listen to you perform it? Well, you can find it on iTunes under Liz Rose, Swimming Alone. Um, and, of course, it's um, you can buy a fi- you can order a physical copy on uh, thelizrose.com. And I, admi- I admonish everyone to do that because it comes in this with this little booklet. The, the oh, that's, that's the, the best part of it. I know the photographs and the stories and the commentary. I, it's just, it, it does not do you justice to send people to iTunes. That's ridiculous. And if you, and if you stick a, you know, if you put a little request on there or something, um, leave me a message, I'll sign it. But, um, Jeez, I'm going to have you sign all, I'm going to have you sign all my books. They'll be worth twice as much. This is such a great <laughs> idea. I didn't know you were so accessible. I didn't know you were so accessible. This is awesome. <laughs> I don't have a record label. I don't, you know, I didn't really know how to do it. I just put it out there. And then I realized that, gosh, that, you know, that booklet was the coolest part about it. So hopefully people will, you know, find a show or, or, or order it, you know, off my website. Absolutely. One last question before we go to Swimming Alone by Liz Rose. If someone wanted to hire you for a corporate engagement, which obviously I, uh, I'm very involved in. I know mm-hmm. you're part of the Love Junkies. I'm also a closet fan of that little trio. But how could someone get a hold of you to hire you or any of your friends that you want to put together as a package deal to come in and blow some some corporate event out of the water? 
Oh, I guess you could, um, I guess, email me. Is that right? Or maybe... um, Maybe you don't want to give your email out on the air to get so many, but maybe they could just go through me and I'll protect you. They could go through you. That would be fantastic. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. That's totally. But I would, I would love to do that. That's kind of my, if you, if you listen, what, you know, you've listened to the record Mm -hmm. and, um, I, 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 it took me a long time to realize that I have a pretty good story from, um, from growing up to, you know, getting married and having kids and being a single mom and, Never have worked and starting a publishing company and songwriting and, meeting, and, and I mean and meeting and meeting me all those years ago in Nashville. And meeting which put, you and your and, beautiful daughter. Which How is you, she, by the way? She's great. She's awesome. Thanks for asking. And I was going to say, uh, after you met me, you were in therapy for weeks at a time. So I apologize. You need to send me the invoice. But other than that, it no. went, went pretty well. You don't come to Nashville enough. I'm going to start more often. I've been coming, but uh, I'll track you down. We love you as a family. We love you. I honor you, my dear. Let's go right to uh, Swimming Alone by Grammy Award-winning songwriter. And now, apparently on the way to being a Grammy (laughs) Award-winning recording artist, my dear friend, Liz Rose with Swimming Alone. Hopper summer. I had a dime store daddy and a paperback mother. Sister had a boyfriend and brother was playing ball. And I was raising myself the last of them all. So I jumped in, closed my eyes. There was a party going on with no home No one to mind me or looking to find me I was outside in the backyard swimming alone I was a California dreamer in a hot Texas town And I was too young to drive But I still got around Climbing out of windows Just to get stoned Oh 
was Grammy Award-winning songwriter Liz Rose, who has written, co-written 16 hits with Taylor Swift. She was actually there to launch Taylor Swift's career and mold her into the young woman and amazing star that she is today. Yes, the people we hang out with do matter. Don't go anywhere. My next guest is a dear, dear friend, another hero to me, my family, to everyone who knows him. Chris Estes is a multi-million dollar earner. With one of the most amazing, with one of the most amazing relationship selling direct sales company in the world, he's going to talk about the significance of networking at the highest levels and teach us everything he knows about what it means to be a significant entrepreneur, and balance that amazing entrepreneur business mind he has with his coaching and his uh, commitment to his beautiful wife and family. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Let's go to commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We will be back with Chris Estes, who will give you advice and coach you to the top. You don't want to miss it. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number. 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer, or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us today. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. My next guest is Chris Estes, a dear friend, a hero to me. He validates that age has nothing to do with becoming successful, and it definitely doesn't have anything to do with reaching and achieving that level beyond success we call significance. 
Chris Estes is a multi-million dollar earner <clears throat> with a company called Zija, Z-I-J-A International. With no prior network marketing experience, he built an organization exceeding 100,000 team members and customers in less than five years. Think about it. Before joining Zizia International, Chris was a full-time physical education teacher and coach at a small public school system in central Kentucky. He was paycheck to paycheck with more than more month at the end of the money, as we say. A trusted friend and neighbor introduced Chris to this opportunity in late 2008, which forced Chris to do a little audit, a life audit, a self-audit. And that's where he realized he had full-time jobs and a, and a part-time life. He was going to spend his life raising everyone else's kids, but never see his own. Can any of you relate? So he took the advice of Abe Lincoln, who said, quote, good things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. And in a short time, Chris went from a limited life to a life, excuse me, unlimited. Currently, Chris Estes is the number one money earner in Zizia International and has been awarded Distributor of the Year honors with with, with the company twice. And prompted by his career success in 2013, Chris published his Amazon best-selling book, The Apple Principle, Five Daily Actions That Lead to Success in Network Marketing, which come, you know, apparently ticks me off because he diluted so many of the sales that I would have had on my magnificent book because he's so much smarter and so much more successful than I'll ever be. Welcome, Chris Estes. Talk to me, brother. I love you. Hey, you know I'm vertically challenged, Dan, so you built me up real big, man. You wanted me to be at your eye level. That's what you did, didn't you? <laughs> you know, most people don't don't understand <clears throat> the backstory behind multimillionaires, and they think that perhaps they're an overnight success, which is a fallacy, although you come pretty close <laughs> because in five years you pulled it off. But one of the things that just has intrigued me since we met day one and connected at that uh, that emotional, spiritual, man-to-man level is that you marry a golf pro, and then what happens? You become an extraordinary golfer. You start a business, and you become an extraordinary businessman. You focus on your family, and you become an extraordinary father. Uh, using my words, any male can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. You're an incredible dad. You have four amazing children. You dream big, you redefine what's possible, and you plan with an architect to build your dream home in Kentucky, and suddenly you become a successful and significant home builder and architect, planner, if you will. So many people who have an opportunity to make big bucks in any endeavor lose it. In the NFL and in the world of professional athletes, 78% of professional athletes are bankrupt within three and a half years after retirement. And yet Chris Estes, not only is a multi-million dollar earner, but you've become a successful financial planner. That's what I want to talk about, brother, is the whole you, not just focusing in on one aspect of it, the whole you so that everybody listening can say, if it happened to you, it could happen to me if I'm willing to follow your Apple principle, the five daily actions that lead to success in network marketing, which also obviously uh, applies to becoming successful and significant in your everyday life. 
It's your choice, brother, wherever you want to begin, because I just admire you so much. And I just wish every listener could see you and be in your presence to feel your authenticity. (laughs) Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Well, you're you're something special, Dan. I appreciate you inviting me to your show. And you said so many valuable things already uh, relating to that introduction. But I I think you all who you hang around, you know, we're big advocates of the association process of being around quality people, ambitious, driven people. And the one thing I learned very early on, Dan, if you want to be good in sports, you better be around people who are good in sports. If you want to be uh, good in finance, you better get around people who know finance. You want to be good at making an impact in people, you better get around people like yourself, Dan, who have a positive impact on other people. So associations is such an important piece of success in any area of your life. So you decide on what area of your life you want to see success, you better get around those people, whether it be reading the books, listening to the audios, being personally mentored by those specific people, because you are who you hang around. So that was a great lesson for me to learn early on, Dan. And, you know, you look at, you mentioned the Apple principle. We talked, or you mentioned it relating to network marketing, but it also relates to just success in general, whether it be business, whether it be personal. You know, I believe that Success happens daily, not in a day. That's why it's called the apple principle. We've heard an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But I believe, Dan, an apple a day brings success your way. If you break down the apple as an acronym, the A stands for attitude, being a winner, not a whiner, having that winning attitude. You know, you talk about a cup not being half filled, but being half filled or being refillable. That's all about having an, a, a, the right attitude on a daily basis and, and being prepared. You prepare or you repair. And Dan, there are so many people who are in a repair mode. They wait for the weight to come on and then they're, oh, I need to lose weight versus being proactive, preparing. They wait for that financial issue to happen and then they repair versus prepare. So the A attitude, the P prepare, the, the next P being perform, you know, talk is cheap, action speak. This thing, the action supersedes almost anything, Dan. And so to, to be able to take action on a daily basis with the things that's going to move you towards the goals that you have. And then the L in Apple stands for learn. I believe when you're through learning, you're through. You always have to be a continual learner in life in the areas you want to improve. And then the E is evaluate. You must assess to progress. You must tra- track your pro- uh, progression in all of your areas. So, you know, I follow that Apple principle. It's It's led me to great success in some specific areas, but I'm just a normal person, Dan. I believe that if you want something more, you get around the right people, you take action, you can achieve it. So well said. How do we get a copy of your Apple principle? Let's just cut right there and we'll come back to it again at the end of our (laughs) interview, but I want everybody to know. Hey, you go to Amazon, just go to Amazon, type in the Apple principle. You can get the ebook. You can get the Audio version, if you want to hear my country twang from Kentucky, you can get the actual physical copy of the book and get it multiple ways or all the ways, Dan. Okay, so because of the business that you chose to make your millions in is an event-driven business, what I've seen from you, brother, is that you take great pride in creating memories. You make memories. You create an event where people leave, as we say, saying, I like me best when I'm with you, I want to see you again, but you've created an emotional, a significant emotional event that they remember. 
you're the master of creating memories, of making memories. For those of us who are lame in the in the idea of marriage proposal, could you put us all to shame and just share quickly with our our <laughs> listeners how you created a memory that even our wives, everybody's wife, dreams of, and uh, you know, and 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 kind of holds us accountable to for the next time around. Talk to us. What did, well, what I believe you, if hey, go big or go home, man. You 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 can't oh. go big if little's got a hold of you. So when I when I do things, I try to do it in a big way with intention oh. uh, to really establish and attention with purpose on purpose. So you know, my beautiful wife Lindsay, as you've gotten a chance to get to know her, you and Kelly, and you know we've been on the golf course together. She can hit that ball farther than both of us, man. But oh. you know. One of the things that I, I like to do is ask questions. I like to listen. And as we developed that relationship, as we uh, built that love together, and I knew that I was going to propose to her, um, I wanted to make it special. Like you said, I wanted to create a memory uh, that we, we could always talk about, discuss, that would always be near and dear. And, you know, one of her favorite musicians was actually a, a country music artist by the name of Coffey Anderson, and so I brought him in, Dan, for the proposal. So we're sitting there getting ready to have dinner uh, on a balcony in a, a hotel suite at the JW Marriott in the Desert Ridge, Phoenix, Arizona, and I brought Coffey in, and he started playing our song, and that's... That's what I did, man. Then he serenaded us for a couple hours. I proposed, obviously, and created that special memory for uh, both of us. So I like I like to do things big, man. Why why go little? Yeah, and but all the listeners need to understand that as a professional speaker, I have to be the same off stage as I am on stage, or I have no credibility. And the credibility that you bring to every aspect of your life is exactly what you say, Chris. Go big or go home. So you can't just think big in business and then think small in your family. You can't just think big in business and dream big in business and then dream small or think small in your life. Too many people drag their dreams down to the level of their income. What what you've taught the world, Chris, is that we need to figure out what we need to do to bring our income up to the level of our dreams. Talk to us about your, your business What's the secret to to making a relationship selling direct sales marketing company uh, the level of success that you've achieved? How do you do that? Yeah, well, but you know, Dan, I believe in in any business in any profession, it's all about people, and you know, I learned that as a teacher and a coach to not create fans, but to create friends. And what I mean by that is. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, whether it be coaches or teachers or business people or network marketers or people in direct sales, they want to create a bunch of fans. <clears throat> That's people who think that they're great. But what I learned as a teacher, as a coach, and as I got into this business is I wanted to create an army of friends. And friends are people who think they can be great. And that just simply means, Dan, I wanted to be a value-add person, add value to people, because when you do that, you increase your influence with those people, and then they trust you, they respect you. When you have something to offer them, maybe a solution to their problem, whether it be with their health, whether it be they want more time freedom, whether it be they want another profit center, a way to create residual passive income, 
then they trust you and respect you because you've already valued them. Just like you have done to Lindsay and I in our life, Dan, for the last several years as we got to know you and Kelly, you immediately began adding value to us at, at no charge, at no cost. You just you poured into us that created that respect and trust, and I hold you in high regard, meaning if you asked me to do anything, I would go out of my way to do it. And that's how I really uh, started my business, Dan, is reaching out to my network, people that uh, trusted me, that respected me, and that's how my business began. That's the process in which we teach people is to be that value-add person. That's how you, that's how you become a leader. Be the example, be the value-add person, and the rest kind of falls into place. I agree. You know, my generation, I'm a lot older than you, but my generation, it, we revealed a statistic. They said that's, that people of my generation, men of my generation, would change jobs seven times. The take on the millennials is that they will change jobs 17 times. So if you're an employer mm. and you're investing in your people, it's not just about recruiting or attracting the right people. We have to focus in on retaining them. And in your business, that has to be your greatest challenge. What you're famous for is a quote that I love. Wealth flows through you, not to you. You can get anything you want in this life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. But what you've taught me and I want you to talk about is the, the concept that the purpose of a leader is to grow more leaders, not followers, and that's how you've be, been able to retain your over 100,000 team members in your business. Talk to us about that. That's what you've already said. I just put it in my words. Talk to us about how that works. Well, again, Dan, it goes, it goes back to being a service-before-self type person, helping, helping those who deserve it versus those who need it. And a lot of times, and sometimes this happens, Dan, is people try to take our time that don't deserve it, and that's where, that's where sometimes people get distracted or they get deflected and they unintentionally get off course of helping the mass, people who deserve it. And when you focus on deserve, you run with the runner, so to speak, you love everybody else, then you can begin to create that army that can multiply those leadership concepts of service before self, people before profits, and begin adding the value, leading the people through example, you know, a pint of example worth a gallon of advice. People do what people see, not what people say. And so I'm a big believer, Dan, that whether it be with your family, whether it be in your, your business life, your, in the fitness vernacular, the things that you fuel your body, people are watching you. And so you can't say one thing and then do another. Example goes such a long way, whether it be in leadership and multiplying your business. It's all about what your people see. That's what your people will be. So um, I'm a big believer in that example piece in all of the areas that, that I want you know, my, my organization, want the team, want the people around me to uh, possess. So last question that I want you to have plenty of time to answer. <clears throat> you were a full-time uh, PE teacher and a coach at a small public school system in Central Kentucky. And too many people, when they're, when they're presented with another opportunity for life unlimited, as you said that I read in your bio, to have financial freedom, to have you know, an active lifestyle, to have health and, and nutrition and wellness in their life, and to have some personal development when they know that that's what they need, but they have that belief in the back of their mind that I could never do this. 
the thing that you have taught me, Chris, that I've given you credit for all over the world. I leave on Friday to go to, to uh, China and Bangladesh, and I will share the Chris Estes wisdom. And what you've taught me is that we you didn't have to divorce yourself from your passion for coaching. You didn't have to leave your innate ability and your your passion to teach. What you did was you took your natural skill set and your passionate love of people to coach them and to identify talent and to put them in the right places, the right positions on your team. So I want you to talk about that. You're the one that has reflected on that philosophy more than anyone I've been around, where you didn't change what you love to do. You just did it in a different way, which allowed you to make millions of dollars. Absolutely, Dan. You know, I believe, at least for me, and maybe not for everyone, but I knew from a very early age, Dan, that my purpose in life was to be a teacher and coach. And like a lot of people out there, I put a lid on what that actual potential was. You know, I thought it was to be in a classroom. I thought it was to be on a baseball field. And when I was introduced to network marketing, when I was introduced to this industry, um, I had hesitation. You know, in fact, I was very scared, very fearful of, you know, I don't have any sales experience, business experience, network marketing experience. I don't have the time, definitely don't have the money. This this is probably something I can't do. But as I've learned from people like you, Dan, you know, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's acting in the face of fear. It's being afraid and doing it anyway. And what I learned very quickly as I, I got started, and I believe the start stops most people, is I, I just simply started and the biggest advantage of me going into sales or going into direct sales or this industry was the fact that I was a teacher and coach. And I believe anybody that walks into whatever their profession is, they have an advantage. And, and a lot of times we let the thought of what we don't have underestimate the power of what we do have. And, and we have more than enough to go in and, and do the deal and do it in a big way. And so I just used my strength stand which was being able to teach concepts and take something complex and make it very simple for a group of people to duplicate, for them to do it and then be able to teach it to some other people, to be able to take some of my coaching success and create a winning culture. And we know, Dan, that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And when you create that tough winning culture, uh, that family environment and competitive, you create all of those things along with a, a, a system um, then you can duplicate, you can multiply. And so I just used my strengths of being a teacher and coach and say, you know what, I don't know any and have any sales experience, but what I do know how to do is teach and coach. And so when, when people ask me still today, Dan, what do you do? Chris, what, what is it that you do? What's your profession? What's your job? I tell them I'm a teacher and a coach. I will always be a teacher and coach. It's just now, Dan, I get to teach and coach people how to be an entrepreneur, how to be financially free, how to have better health, how to uh, have time freedom. But I'm still a teacher and a coach, and all I did differently than the majority of people out there is I looked at what I did have when I started versus what I didn't have. And what I did have was some specific skills as a teacher and coach that could help inspire, breathe life into other people so that they could have the hope, because action may supersede most things, but you don't act if you don't have a hope that you can. And so my story, in many cases, Dan, provides hope for people that you can start at the bottom and you work your way to the top. You can start with no money 
and you can get a return immediately. You, you can get started in a small town in the state of Kentucky where front teeth are optional, and you can you do are it in so a big bad. way. You're bad. You just offended Jim Hoax. <laughs> yeah, but man. I, yeah, yeah, I love Kentucky, back. man. You know I love <laughs> Kentucky. So, 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 Dan, it's all about taking what you do have and multiplying that strength. I believe you multiply your strengths. I believe you delegate your weaknesses. And when you do that, you can create this synergistic championship team that can go out and do some big things. Absolutely. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. My guest is Chris Estes, a multi-million dollar earner with the company Zizia International. Let's go to commercial break, but don't go anywhere. I want to come back and conclude our, our conversation, Chris, with how people can actually affiliate with you, how they can track you down, how they can participate and, and, and join you in Zizia International. Why? We become the average of the five people we associate with the most. Every listener needs to track down Chris Estes and find out how to team up with him and his amazing coaching. Dan Clark, let's go to break and back with Chris Estes in a moment. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. Just concluding my interview with the amazing and famous and wealthy... Uh, Chris Estes, in a second, bro, tell us how someone can can track you down. How can they get involved in your world so that you can have this amazing teaching and coaching influence in their life through Zizia International? 
Yeah, I'm real simple, Dan. So you can go to Facebook. I think everybody's probably heard of that before. You go to Facebook, just type in Chris D as in David Estes, Chris D Estes, and you can you can follow me. You can get in touch with me, message me. I'd be happy to serve you, help you in any way that I can. So that's the easiest, most simple way, Dan. And everybody needs to know I've been on Zizia International products for a long time, not only just weight loss where I had to lose 37 pounds to go up into space, but it's been weight maintenance, energy, nutrition. I love Zizia. I endorse it. I love you, Chris Estes. My best to Lindsay. And I can't wait to see you again, brother. Love you. Hey, you too, Dan. Thanks. Our next guest, Aaron Young, is a renowned entrepreneur with more than 30 years' experience and several multi-million dollar companies under his belt. Yes, the theme of this entire two-hour show has been networking at the highest levels. If you think about thumbing through a deck of cards, there are 52 cards, and yet there's only four aces. What would happen to your personal life? What would happen in your professional world if somehow you could identify the four aces and not just keep them, as we say, playing poker, an ace in the hole to surprise uh, your, your competi- competitors, but to take those aces out and use them in every possible way you possibly can use them. And Aaron Young is not only famous for helping people turn their businesses into a profitable profitable multi-gajillion dollar enterprise, but he is famous for coming up with words like the unshackled owner, the name of his new book, the name of his radio show, the name of his coaching program, if you will. And Aaron Young, again, is a dear, dear friend whom I admire more offstage than I do onstage because of the class human being that he is dedicated to people first, service before self, and obviously his beautiful family. Aaron has made it his life's work to arm business owners with success formulas that immediately provide exponential growth and protection. Think about that word, exponential growth and protection. The way he explains this to me as a dumb football player, Clark, wouldn't it be cool if you could get a check while you're sleeping? Wouldn't it be cool to create a business that runs itself? Wouldn't it be cool to have passive income, to have multiple streams of income based on the reality that there's no such thing as a financial crisis, only an idea crisis. Ideas create income, but only when you have the right coach to tell you what to do with your idea. Fully embodying the concept of the unshackled business owner, my buddy Aaron Young inspires others to do the same by empowering them to build strong companies while proactively protecting their dreams. We're going to talk about how to connect with them right now. Write this down, www.aaronscottyoung.com. That's www.aaronscottyoung.com. I wanted the listeners to know that, yes, I could spell. My cholesterol counts higher than my SAT scores. I can spell. No further ado, Aaron, your majesty. Oh, my gosh. You just got back from France, and now you're on my show. Talk to me, brother. Come home. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm delighted that you actually knew how to uh, spell my name. That was awesome. <laughs> and so thank you for that, uh, right off the bat. Yeah, we did just get back. Michelle and I, um, uh, we celebrated our 30th anniversary a couple months ago down in Cuba, and then, uh, which now I guess is 
the, the current administration, I guess, is making it more challenging to go to Cuba, so I'm glad we got that in. And then we thought for her 50th birthday, we'd go spend a couple weeks in France, which we did, and now we're spending the month at the beach, at our beach house. So when you talk about unshackled, it's a little embarrassing, but, but this is the life that um, we set out to build, and we're, we're, we're enjoying it. And that's the power of you and the power of a good coach. We don't just practice what we preach. We preach only what we practice. Talk to us people, about the cl- too many people. Yeah. Too many people are, 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 uh, are talking about stuff they have never done. And they're trying to teach people things that are, they read about in a book. And that's, that's not the kind of person you want to learn from. It took us all, a lot of years to get to a place where I thought, you know what, maybe it's time to... Um, be a teacher and not just a doer. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> Adam, <clears throat> excuse me, out of my deep love and respect for you, you have so many facets of your life. I want you back time and time again on my show so we can kind of just, you know, thumb through the pages of your life book. You start, your choice, you start at what point in your life, at what point in your journey do you want to share with your lit, with my listeners of how you started to understand the philosophy behind the unshackled owner. If I can prime the pump, I would sure like to hear the story of you in college when you became this serial entrepreneur with, 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 (laughs) with no whiskers on your face. Come on, baby. Okay. So that story is simple. Um, In, in, in high school, we would go out and do paper drives. We pick up newspapers to try to raise money for Boy Scout things or youth group things. And um, uh, I came back from, from being a uh, freshman in college, and I needed Christmas money. And I thought, well, I, how, you can't really get a job for two weeks. What could I do? Oh, I'll go pick up newspapers. And so uh, a friend and I started, we borrowed a truck. We went and did that. And we made several thousand dollars over a very short period of time back in 1982. And we thought, okay, that's kind of cool. So when we went back to school in the, for the winter semester, we laid out the whole city of Portland, Oregon on a map. We developed flyers. We created um, a newsletter that we, could, that we could have printed out every month and a calendaring system and a route book. And we came back and attacked uh, the city of Portland in uh, April of 83. And by the end of that summer, we had 5,000 monthly customers. We were, we were really the first recycling business in Portland, Oregon, a very green city. And um, uh, as we got to that point, we were making actually really good money. For I was, I was uh, just barely 19 and making uh, four or $5,000 a month uh, along with this other fellow. Then we started adding, uh, we added another uh, couple of guys that were helping us. And um, I got called to go serve a mission for the LDS church. And off I went uh, for uh, the better part of two years and had to leave the business behind. But because we'd organized it in such a way that it could operate without one of its founders, uh, money was able to be put away for me every, every day. And when I came back, there was money to come back. Uh, we, I, I replaced one of the guys that had been in my spot in the truck for a little while. Then I fell in love with this really cute uh, co-ed. And I didn't think she would be as excited by being married to a garbage man, is what I put it as. And so uh, I sold out of uh, the recycling business, got my first cash together, 
and started my second company and got into the cellular phone business in 1987, uh, kind of early in that. So it's, it, it's, it started out of needing Christmas money. We saw an opportunity. We put systems and processes around it, trained people, let the business operate even while I was gone. And I've been able to do that, re- kind of repeat that, get something started, build up the culture, build up the systems, and step out, uh, you know, for 34 years now. <clears throat> I know it's proprietary information. You sell it for big bucks. What What's the first step that any entrepreneur needs to do to become an unshackled owner? Because obviously, yeah. as you've taught me and as you teach the world, when we're entrepreneurs and we're serial entrepreneurs, eventually, just it's a matter of if not when, but, but it's not a matter of if, it's when we become married to our business and our lives start to unravel. Talk to us about the first steps in identifying when they're unraveling. What are the red flags? What are the warning signs? And then what's the first or second step, first and second step that we could take to, uh, to remedy that? Well, okay, so Dan, that's a perfect question. And it's the question that almost no entrepreneur ever asks. It's, you wonder why so many businesses fail and so many people suffer, even when they're making money, they're, they're, they're enslaved by their business or they're broke or both. Um, and here's the, in my opinion, at least, the main reason is because nobody ever started off by saying, what exactly do I want? What exactly does the finish line look like? What, if, I'm, if I'm going to start some business or businesses, how am I going to measure if I'm successful or not? Most people just start a business because they, they see a way to make money or they, they say, oh, I've got a skill, so I'll just hang my shingle out and do it. But they, so what they end up doing is they create a lot of energy. It's like a little hamster on a wheel. It's not that they're not working their butt off. It's that they're not going anywhere. And so when you know where you're going and you organize all of your activity towards getting to that destination, that's how you become unshackled and that's how you become truly successful. You know, was it, um, I think it was Rockefeller who said, most men are too busy working to ever make any money. And uh, Uh because they just are, they're giving all their time up to to some, either they're working for somebody else or they're self-employed. They just have a job that without, if they weren't there, wouldn't, they wouldn't have the income. They would just, you know, what I like is to build an asset, build, a, build something that works even if you're not there, if you're off on a mission or if, you know, I could tell lots of stories of when I wasn't there. But the main thing is where are you going? And then uh, you said the second step, and the second step is uh, an introspective step, Dan. You have, to, you have to have a hard conversation with yourself and say, what am I great at and what do I suck at? And once you can just, you know, be bold enough to say, you know, I'm really good at this and I really stink at this, then you have an idea of, okay, so now how do I start to augment my strengths with other people who just play at the stuff I have to work at? That's so profound. All right. So you have multiple programs that you offer. What's the entry-level program that you would recommend that I want all of my listeners to understand. And as far as I understand, you know, you explained it to me over dinner one night. Uh, uh, is, is your entry-level program a, a phone call, a podcast? How do they first join your tribe, Aaron? 
Oh, if they just want to find out, you know, do I even like this guy? Does he, what's he saying? Does it make any sense? Resonate with me? Yeah, listen. So I've got a, I've got a show here on the Influencer Network. I've, um, I've got the Unshackled Owner podcast that's on Stitcher and iTunes and Amazon. Uh, and then um, that's all free. You know, there's, if you go to AaronScottYoung.com, as you said at the beginning, they can get free stuff there. There's a lot of ways to just see if you like my message. And then if, if you do like it, I do some really interesting things. And the, the least expensive thing where there's money involved is something called the Freedom Call, and I do that twice a month. It's a video conference call. We have hundreds of people that are on the call, and um, it, it's very inexpensive, $500 for a whole year, 24 calls. It's 500 bucks for the whole year, and that's a way to really get in the zone of learning, uh, whether you're trying to jump out of a job or you're trying to quit just being the chief cook and bottle washer of your, your CEO, of, and you're also the only employee. Right. If you want to learn Absolutely. how to get out of that out of that <clears throat> mode, then uh, you know I'll show you how to do it. But there's so many stories that I'd love to tell before I try to have anybody buy anything for me. I really want them to know that you can you can take control of your life if you if you just choose to be intentional about what you're doing, and then be willing to not just follow your passion, which gets way too much personal development you know credit. Most of the wealthiest people I know are not following their passion. They're doing something that the market actually needs, the market responds to. They buy that thing, and with the wealth that they create, they can be as philanthropic as they want to. They can be as passionate about their hobby or their avocation as they want to. But make sure you're not just trying to follow your bliss all the time, that you're, you're actually trying to do something that anybody wants you to do. Because <laughs> too many people Absolutely. are actually trying to sell stuff that nobody wants to buy. Absolutely. And let's just remind, everybody knows this, or they wouldn't even be tuned into the show, that the greatest musicians continuously take music lessons. The greatest athletes have done this. Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, they all have a coach. And the coach not, not only recommends, but they require spaced repetition learning. So even when they have three NBA games a week, they practice on the alternate days, and yet in the business and the, world, and the off season, yeah, and especially the off season, and yeah. and 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 yet in business, we for some reason don't believe we still need a coach, especially entrepreneurs where we have no accountability partners, and that's the power in what you, in you in in your offering, Aaron, is that you become an accountability partner. There's no reason why you shouldn't charge a lot more than what you're charging because if we don't have skin in the game, we don't take it seriously. We have no investment in ourselves. We have no investment of time. We make every excuse under the sun. And so every listener needs to understand that if we're serious about taking ourselves to the next level, we must continuously train and practice. One of my favorite quotes, under pressure, you don't step up your game. You succumb to the level of your preparation, training, and practice, which means mm. pressure is not something that is naturally there. It's created when you question your own ability. And when you know what you've been trained to do, there's never any question. And so the reason why I'm so in awe of you, Aaron, and I, 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 I sit at your feet and listen when you're just in casual conversation, you're always teaching, you're the consummate coach. The reason why I'm in awe of you is because you remind me that I always need a coach. And how often when we start making some good money, we start traveling the world and get to do all the fun things, we forget 
that what got us there is what got us there, and that is coaching. So teach us a little yeah. teeny bit more about the, 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 the power package that you sell. I want to go to a break. I want people to think about what we've been talking about. I want them to even access while we're listening to our commercial sponsors. I want them to really go to AaronScottYoung.com and just see what your offerings are to think about the significance of hiring you. And I use that word on purpose, hiring you as a superstar championship coach. There's a reason why the Warriors won the NBA championship. And it's not just because they have awesome players. They have amazing coaching and spaced repetition learning. Let's go to a break and come right back with the amazing Aaron Young, who is a renowned entrepreneur with more than 30 years experience in several multi-million dollar companies under his belt. Obviously, he's going to give us more wisdom and a little bit of coaching. This is Dan Clark, Influencers Channel, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter Search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Yeah, my guest is Aaron Young, a multi-millionaire maker, dear friend of mine, and consummate coach and entrepreneur's uh, best friend. You know, as I dreamed mighty dreams, and I've always, uh, you know, wanted to interview the, the, the consummate human beings on our planet to figure out what made them successful and what did they do with their success to turn it into significance. And I had an experience when I spoke in Berrien Springs, Michigan at Andrews University. And after my speech, I was at the union building doing a book signing and two lads walk by and they're, they're talking about Muhammad Ali who had been on campus that day. I stopped in my tracks. I had been the state Golden Gloves boxing champion. Growing up, Muhammad Ali had always been my hero. I had tassels on my boots. I did the Clark Shuffle, as we called it, the Ali the Ali Shuffle, which everybody called the Clark Scuffle. He was my hero. 
So I asked the student body president who brought me in. I said, can you tell me where Muhammad Ali lives? He goes, why? Are you going to go there? I'm like, yeah, do you have a camera? Long story shorter, we knock on his door. He invites us in. He, he gives, shows us his best fights, his greatest fights on his big screen. We're there for five hours as the house guest of Muhammad Ali. He feeds us. He does magic. And at the end of the, the, the day, he says, Danny, in his low, breathy voice, Danny, you have any questions? I said, yeah, champ. You're three-time world champion, which means you were defeated twice. Why? And you lost to inferior opponents. And he said, because I forgot that once the fight begins, I no longer hold the title. I've put it up for grabs, and I must fight and become brilliant at the basics and fight as hard as I did the first time I won it to win it back. Too many entrepreneurs, too many people who reach a certain level of success become complacent and they try to live off of our past laurels. Athletes, the older we get, the better we were. We all get caught up in that. Aaron Young has a system that allows us to snap out of it. And by hiring him as our accountability partner, we can sustain that high level and refuse to become complacent and keep fighting like we once did to take the championship back and keep it back forever and ever. Aaron, talk to us about your system that's worth every dime that we could invest in ourselves. Okay, well, first, Dan, uh, um, first of all, I never heard that Muhammad Ali story. That's freaking cool. But um, the, uh, the, here's the thing. I, I have never thought of myself as a, a coach or, a, or a, a, you know, a, a consultant. I've been a guy who is running real companies who's making big payrolls twice a month, who has had hundreds and hundreds of employees. And, and as a matter of fact, I always, um, I hired people to help me, but I, but it's funny, the word, I struggled with the word coach being, or especially consultant being attached to me because I thought I'm not a consultant. I'm a CEO. I'm a, I'm an employer. I'm a guy who starts things and fixes things. But I'll tell you, um, I got invited because I've bought and sold a bunch of companies, I got invited a few years ago, two and a half years ago, to give a talk to something called the Exit Planning Institute. It's the largest accreditation uh, association for lawyers and CPAs to teach these um, professionals how to help a business owner prep their company to be sold, right? So you're dealing with successful companies worthy of being sold. Here's a room full of several hundred lawyers and accountants. And I thought, why am I their opening keynote speaker? Why did they, if they're experts, why did they bring a guy from, that's just like one of these people who might be selling a business in? And I asked the owner of that and he said, because the lawyers and CPAs don't understand what you have to do to build a business that can run without the founder. And you've done that over and over again. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. So I trained these guys for three hours and, and, it, and it went real well. And it went so well that I thought, oh, there must be like something missing because I thought everybody understood how to do this stuff. And so I sort of put it out into the public very gently saying, would anybody be interested if I put a class together to teach about this? Well, I got over a thousand responses from, <laughs> from a Facebook post. I mean, not any big marketing thing, just me putting a thing like three paragraphs down from here at my beach house where I am right now. Um, because people were saying, how could you be at the beach house for six weeks at a time and not work? So um, basically, I thought, okay, there's, there's definitely a felt need amongst entrepreneurs. And, but you were exactly right. When people said, how much is it? And I said, $5,000. Uh, yeah, that 1,000 people whittled down really close or really fast. <laughs> uh, 
because entrepreneurs don't like to, especially small companies, um, they don't realize that, they think that by doing some new Facebook campaign or some, um, uh, oh, I don't know, you know, some some magic silver bullet that they think is going to get them lots of new sales, which almost never do, uh, that that's where they should be putting their money or they're afraid to spend their money on their business because they finally are making enough money to live a decent lifestyle. And so they don't want to, they don't want to take a pay cut to improve the company. Those are the self-employed. Those are the ones who are never going to get wealthy. Um, the best business owners that I've ever met are the ones who consistently are figuring out ways to um, improve the company. They are the last one to get paid, but they're also the one that once there's money there are the ones that get paid the most. And if you've built your business right, you get the most freedom and you get all, you know, you get this, all these trappings that people think, oh, they're so lucky. No, they're not. They're like Mark Cuban who was out there eating uh, ketchup packets, you know, while he was getting his business off the ground. Or like the guy I interviewed yesterday on my show who sold everything and spent three years working out of his truck to build his business. Now people look at this multimillionaire they go, oh, he's so lucky. That's not true. So, so, so I started teaching this a year ago, April, and it was the first time I'd ever built a course, first time I'd ever thought I'll be a trainer. And I'm still not doing what you would call coaching, so to speak, but the Unshackled Owner program is simply, I thought, I've done this a bunch of times. I can teach people how to build a business that really is an asset. It's not just a job. And, uh, and if, they go, if they go to the website, you know, the very first thing at the top of the homepage is the seven steps that I teach, and you can download it for free, and you can experiment with it. And, and, and if you just do those steps in order, and if you'll just take a risk of experimenting, you'll be surprised at how fast your world can change. But it's, it, people, people have to realize it's not just – most entrepreneurs love this idea of being the smartest guy in the room flying by the seat of their pants. I work 60, 70 hours a week. They love those bragging rights. Um, but they're, even if they're making money, they're, they're not really successful and not really happy. My goal is to spend time with my wife, my kids, my grandkids, my farm, my horses, uh, travel around, give talks that I want to give, hang out with guys like you. That's what I want to do. And if I can make uh, you know, a substantial living uh, doing that and not having to show up at some desk someday, or uh, I think that's that's my dream. I don't know if the people listening if that's their dream, but for me, it's a pretty good way to live. And you validated something that we've talked about <clears throat> earlier on the show today, and that is wealth flows through you, not to you. You can get anything in this life you want if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. So I'm trying to put myself. I'm trying to put myself back in the day when I started my business. Someone listening might say, well, at what point can I, well, at what point do I need an Aaron Young? At what point do I need to start understanding this new philosophy and change my mindset and my paradigm into what you know? Uh, is there an entry level? Do they need to be a business owner? Could they just be an employee of some company and still benefit for your systems? Talk to us about the employee who gets an eight to five paycheck versus the entrepreneur who's out there letting it all hang out, you know, always analyzing yeah. risk, risk and reward. Who who can benefit from your programs and why? Well, the people that are going to benefit the most are people who realize that to be unshackled, you have to have a team. 
And if you want to be successful with that team, whether you are a middle manager in a big corporation, uh, if you're like some of my, some of the people that have gone through it, uh, the class, the biggest ones, you know, running uh, 20, 50, 75 million dollar companies. Um, but a lot of them just, you know, have three employees and they're trying to say, I'm working my butt off. There's got to be a better way. Um, but if, so if you're, if you're a middle manager, a buddy of mine who is a, founder of WebMD, he, um, he said to me one time about the class, he said, I think you've missed the point, Aaron. I, I think what you need to be doing is selling this to corporate America, not as the unshackled owner, but as unshackled leadership. And I never even thought of that, you know? Uh, so the, if you're building a team and you want to know how do you build that team, how do you get intentional about, what, about success, how do you build a culture, how do you keep score, how do you uh, build financial models that that will give you at a glance uh, how everything's working. If you want to build a real business, not just a job, then, you know, that's what the class teaches people to do. And when do you need it? I don't know. It's $5,000. So if you, if you think your business is, um, if $5,000 is expensive, then maybe it's too early for you. <laughs> if 5000 seems like it's too cheap, then I, I would just say, talk to me anyway, because some of the biggest companies that I've worked with, uh, including, uh, you know, uh, the executives at Procter & Gamble and others, uh, when they first heard the price, they thought, oh, this must not be for us because it's too small. So I'm trying to make it accessible. I want, here's the deal. This small business, 100 employees or less, create 826 of the, all the new jobs, 82.6% of all the new jobs in the United States are created by companies, 100 employees or less. 86% of gross domestic product uh, is created by companies of 50 employees or less. So if we want to fix our country and we want to bring back the middle class and so on, we've got to get small companies uh, more and more and more successful. And that's, at this point, I, I mean, I'm already living the life that I dreamed. So Let's help some other people learn the basic steps that it takes to do it. And again, you know, I didn't invent this stuff. This is the same stuff Rockefeller was doing. It's the same stuff Ford was doing. It's, uh, it's just that I actually did it, and I can help other people versus people that read about it and then didn't do it. Okay. We have a couple of minutes before we go to our last commercial break and then my conclusion. So I'm putting you on the hot seat, Aaron. I know you're brilliant. I know you're a genius. I know you're quick-witted, and I know you don't really have to prepare for a speech or for an interview. It's just natural. You're just so full of wisdom. So I'm hot seat. Are you willing to play hot seat? I got three Let's questions, and I okay. First question. Yeah. I just I want one to two bits of sound wisdom and advice on how to pull off three things that I know you're an expert in. I'm an outsider looking in. I'm not only a dear friend, and you're not only a dear friend, but I watch you and I admire you. Question number one, give us one or two bits of advice. Sound wisdom, brother, from your experience, 30 years with Michelle, she needs a flipping uh, you know, Corvette for that. She's going to have, when she gets to heaven, St. Peter's going to go, who are you married to? Your call sign now is is pre-check. It's TSA pre-check. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to. You're just in. You don't even have to answer any questions. Michelle, you've been married to Aaron for 30 years. You're in. First question, bit of advice 
to create a healthy forever marriage? Don't think about oh, it. I just want your gut reaction yeah, on each of these things. three categories. One thing to create a healthy forever marriage. You're the master. Yeah, two things. One is never stop going on. I, I mean, real dates. Never stop dating. Keep the romance alive. Figure out why, why, did, why did you want to be with that person in the first place and keep that interesting. The second thing is it's really important that both partners do everything they can to help the other one live as, as fulfilled and as big a life as they want to do. Because I think the reason marriages fail is because people, um, they change. One of them changes, the other one doesn't or something, and they just kind of lose interest. My wife is endlessly fascinating to me, but she's always doing something interesting. Uh, she lives a big life. And I never, I told her one time, I never want you to be like that super smart girl that's in the math class who's playing dumb to attract the boy. I want you to be the smartest one in the room. I want you to be that way. And she is. I know her. That's that's awesome. May I add my two cents to that? To keep the romance sure. alive in my marriage, I always, we love concerts. We love country music artists. So I always buy two really good seats. I put them in an envelope with a note, choose the man of your dreams, and then I sweat it out for about two weeks, hoping that she asks me. So far, so good. Okay. Category number two, one bit of advice to be an entrepreneurial business success. Don't listen to the voices of the people who love you the most because those, those people probably are not entrepreneurial and probably don't see the world the way you do, and they will do everything they can to protect you. And I'll tell you, the only way to be a successful entrepreneur is to put you, – you need to take calculated but very real risk. And most of the people that love you the most um, are going to try to keep you away from that, that – um, risk that you're going to have to take if you want to be really successful. All right, hot seat. Question number three, what does it take to have a lasting, meaningful friendship? So my, my dearest friend, Bill Kelly, um, we've, been, we've been best friends since we were 14 years old. We're coming up on 40 years, and we do all kinds of stuff together. Um, I think the way you have a lasting, meaningful friendship is you, you um, it's not just based on some hobby or some whatever. You've got to You've got to get involved in the other one's life. You've got to, you've got to ride through the ups and downs with them, and you've got to understand that you're, as you age, at least that's what I've learned with this relationship with him, you age, um, you know, the problems become different and the, and the um, challenges become different, and how do, you, how do you stay relevant to each other over the long haul and relevant and supportive? I mean, you, just, you, have, to, you have to be willing to... to um, be open enough and, and intimate enough to be in, to be part of somebody's life and not just have it be casual. Let's go watch a football game or let's go out, you know, for a drink or something. It's got to be, like you said early, you have to have skin in the game. I love it. My guest, Aaron Young, renowned entrepreneur with more than 30 years experience and several multi-million dollar companies under his belt, as he said so eloquently, and I testify too. He's not a coach. He is a coach. He's not a teacher. He is a teacher. But more significantly, he is a CEO running real businesses who gives him total credibility to coach us up, to teach us what we need to know. He doesn't just practice what he preaches. He preaches only what he practices. Aaron Young, you know I love you. I can't wait to connect offline. My best to your beautiful family. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, AaronScottYoung.com. Check him out. Yeah. He's also on this VoiceAmerica.com Influencers Channel. What day are you on, brother? 
on Mondays at 1 o'clock Pacific. And they can, if somebody wants to email me, send it to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. All right, let's go to commercial break. This is Dan Clark, Influencers Channel on VoiceAmerica.com. Commercial break. We'll come back with just a couple of minutes to cap off this wonderful show today. Thanks again, Aaron. My best to you. I love you, man. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121, or just visit danclark.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the art of significance. Here again is Dan Clark. As we wind up this magnificent show, I want to thank my guests, Grammy Award-winning songwriter, recording artist Liz Rose, Chris Estes, multi-million dollar, very successful in the network marketing world, and of course, Aaron Young, who's the consummate consultant business coach for entrepreneurs. Obviously, the theme today has been networking at the highest levels, really putting into practice the law of attraction that we attract what we believe we deserve. We become the average of the five people we associate with the most and the other famous quotes I keep trying to reiterate. I want to close by just saying that the lasting meaningful friendships that we make, they take a genuine interest in others to create these lasting meaningful friendships that we're talking about today. It takes a genuine interest in others knowing you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you. We need to be a giver, not a taker, by asking not what your friends can give to you, but rather what you can give to your friends, such as a smile, a hug, a kind word, a listening ear, help with an errand, a prayer, an encouraging note, a meal, and most important of all, your time. To have a lasting, meaningful friendship, we need to be loyal to those who are not present, be positive person whom we can laugh with and enjoy, appreciate the differences in others. Variety is the spice of life, my friends. And most importantly, build on common interests such as a common hobby, sport, volunteer project, children's activities, so that when we talk, our conversations aren't just superficial, meaningless about the weather. 
but we actually get engaged in why people do what they do. Remember, the goal is to leave saying, I like me best when I'm with you. I want to see you again. And if we can live by that mantra, surely we become influencers, which is what this program is all about. Again, I hope you'll join my tribe, danclark.com. Have a great week. Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.